Everybody, this is the Georgia Songbird. We are here with Melody Kaiser. Uh, Melody, just again, tell everybody who you are, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Melody Kaiser. I am an Atlanta-based musician. I uh, have a new project called Hey Dreamer, and we're actually just starting to kind of get off the ground. We released our first album in late February of 2020. So the timing on that wasn't super great. So we're basically still a new band, even though we've been around for a minute. Um, and yeah, I've just loved making music, uh, producing music, writing music, um, pretty much anything to do with music. I, I just eat it up. I love it. Now, did you, are you about to go on a cruise or did you get back from the cruise? I just got back. So it was the, uh, it was November 12th through the 18th mm -hmm. and, uh, we did that. And then we did a couple shows in Florida on the way home, uh, back to Atlanta. So it's been a long couple weeks, but. I, uh, I'm still feeling good about it. I mean, I love traveling and playing music. So, yeah. <laughs> so tell everybody this now I've met one person that's played on a cruise and he was telling me it's funny because he's a, he's an older white guy like me and he had to play in a reggae band because they didn't have a bassist. So they put like a mop, they like dip his mop and like right. paint or something and stuck it on his head. So he would look like it fit the part. <laughs> so that's the only stories I've heard from cruises. So I want to hear some stories from you about the, the time that you had on the cruise. Yeah, th this isn't quite the same as that. Um, Cause this was like a music cruise with a bunch of artists. It was actually the Melissa Etheridge cruise. Okay. So it had a uh, Melissa Etheridge was one of the headliners. Nancy Wilson from heart was one of the headliners. Um, and they basically do it festival style. So there are stages set up all throughout the ship. And um, you know, everybody's kind of playing. Some people are playing at the same time, which kind of sucks because you have to pick who to go see, but it's pretty much nonstop music for seven days. Uh, and it's, it's a lot of fun, but you know, I was on there with Hey Dreamer. Um, so we got to play our own music and we uh, did three shows uh, out of the seven days. And then the other days were just basically a vacation so forced to play travel music or, you know, Caribbean music or anything like that, which was awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was great. I'm a huge Nancy Wilson fan. So to be on a bill with her was a really big deal for me. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's what you would think it would be. Uh, musicians are known to be partiers. So it's kind of a, <laughs> you don't have anywhere to go. You don't have to drive home. So it's definitely a party atmosphere for sure. Especially at nights yep. uh, when everybody's done playing. <laughs> so it's, it's a great time for sure. I want to be on a cruise like that. How did you get into that? How did you get on a billing? So I've actually done a couple. I got on my first one uh, when I was, I was definitely under 21 because that was, that was part of the fun. <laughs> um, I think I was like 19 or something. And basically I, I handed a demo. Um, I, I kind of sent in some stuff and uh, the woman heard me. Uh, they were, I think it's called Flying Dutchman was the travel agency uh, that chartered the ship. And her name was Tracy. And um, she listened to the demos that I sent in um, and got hired to do it then. Um, and then kind of once you get on one, it, it's easier to get on others after that. So this one was actually the fourth cruise that I've done where I got to play music. So they are really, really fun. Um, it's always a really good time. So even if I don't get a play on one, I want to yeah. go on just to listen to the music. That would be cool. Yeah, they're awesome. You would love it, especially oh. being a music fan. You... Yep. 
<laughs> even if I couldn't get my band on there, I'd still go. I mean, I, I've been to one cruise and it was so much fun. Just that one cruise. The only thing I, I didn't really like about the cruise was like the, the small rooms, but I mean, you, you, that's kind of part of it. Right. Yeah. They are pretty tiny. Um, I think if you have a crap load of money, you can get some bigger rooms, but there's no telling how much those were. I don't even, I can't even fathom. So <laughs> my sister does it somehow. She's got, she's like part of some carnival cruise or something. So she gets these, like these big state rooms and it costs her maybe a hundred dollars more than a regular ticket. If what? That. That's but, awesome. But she does a lot of cruising. So I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how she's doing that. Cause I, I think it's definitely, at least for these music ones, it's a big upcharge and they are more than like normal cruises just because they're having to pay, you know, Mm-hmm. so many musicians and travel and all that kind of stuff so you know it they are a good bit more than if you just went on like a carnival cruise you know so that kind of sucks but they're definitely worth it <laughs> there's was, always something to do I, I love being in the ocean anyway I tell my wife I want to retire uh, in the ocean that's that's why I want to retire so I'd sell the house and live on a boat that's what I would do totally heck yeah like she wants to go like, and she, she's funny because she's like an RV or she thought about building a tiny home. I said, I'm not, I wouldn't live in a tiny home, but they had a tiny boat. I don't know if you saw this. It has, <laughs> it's a solar powered boat and it has it goes like five miles an hour. It's as fast as it would go. But it's like, do you remember those old pogo sticks? They're all the round pogo balls that people used to jump on as kids. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like Saturn. It For looks sure. Like, it looks like yeah. that. The bottom is like glass bottom. So you sleep there and you can see in the water and then the top is like a garden and it's just like the part of the where the cabin and stuff is but it looks so much fun I would totally do that that's awesome yeah I would do that too (laughs) that sounds great so like I said the way this works is we'll talk about stuff we're gonna get sidetracked you're gonna find out that I'm gonna hear something and we'll just go one way and we'll come back to the music which we always do because that's why you're here you want to talk about your music um (laughs) Tell everybody how you got started because you've been doing this for since you was a kid, you said. Yeah, so I started playing in bars and pretty much dive bars around Atlanta and the metro kind of area when I was 12. Um, Yeah, so I've, you know, I kind of grew up in bars (laughs) as a bar musician. Um, uh, And it was, you know, it was great. Uh, I definitely kind of cut my teeth, uh, learned a lot. Um, and you know, when I first started like stage fright, I was definitely way, way shy. Um, and you kind of, it forced me to kind of get over that. Um, I did a lot of cover stuff for a a long time, like cover, cover band, cover songs, that kind of stuff, you know, cause I got to, you get, when you learn so much from playing other people's music, Mm -hmm. um, and you learn, you know, uh, how to play in a band without having to worry about arrangements and that kind of stuff. Cause you're, you, the arrangements are already there. You just have to cover it. So, um, that was really, uh, I loved doing that. And I'm so glad that I did that for so long. Um, and then, um, I had a family project, uh, and we played for several years and that was really fun. Um, and after that, I did some solo acoustic stuff uh, under just Melody Kaiser, you know, just just some solo stuff. And um, 
which was great because that's how I met a lot of the people that I'm recording with now. Uh, and then I did the solo thing. And pretty much after that, I started uh, the Hey Dreamer project. And I've been focusing on that. Um, we started recording that first album in 2019. So it's been a couple years now um, that I've been focusing on that. And like I said, obviously, like last year kind of got sidetracked. But we because we couldn't play shows, we spent it making another album. So we are almost done with our second album and this one's going to be a full length um 10 song uh, 10 to 12 song album so super excited about it and did i read that will turpin is doing the album he is yeah i've been working with will turpin um yeah he's great he's super fun to work with he's so nice he's just a great guy um but yeah he's producing the album um and we're recording it actually, he co-owns a studio now in Jonesboro and that's mostly actually, that's pretty much where we've recorded everything for it. Um, and he's been really fun to work with. Um, yeah, I've been hanging out with him and we've worked pretty much two or three days a week for probably a year, just trying to get everything um, from the writing stage to the post-production stage that we're in now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you, you do a lot of covers, you said, now, cause, cause for me it's mm -hmm. the opposite. I couldn't, I started with original. I've been writing since I was 15 years old and I'm 40, be 45 in oh. June. So, but covers, covers are always hard for me because I never got the time as a, as a, as a songwriter, I would focus on writing my music. And like you said, when you get in front of a band and you're playing in front of a band over and over, it helps to get, get in time and get the feel for it. Do right. you have, do you have like a favorite cover that you do or, or one that you don't like doing that people ask you to do all the time? I probably have more that I don't like doing <laughs> than a favorite. Cause I love so many songs. Mm -hmm. Um, but <clears throat> let me think. Um, I mean, generally the ones that have just gotten worn out, like, um, I'm not a big, like sweet Caroline fan. Um, and, and, you know, songs like that. Mm -hmm. um i i mean i love covering led zeppelin they're one of my favorites to cover um wow. just because you get to have fun with it it gives a little bit of space to kind of make it your own but it's also in such a great groove that you don't want to mess it up mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean so i really love covering led zeppelin um i really love covering heart uh they're they've always been really really fun um Journey was always one of my biggest ones um, growing up. That, they were a big influence on me as far as arrangement and just talent. Like I love Steve Perry's voice and Neil Sean's guitar playing. Um, yeah, I don't think I would ever touch to a Steve Perry's song. Some... I'd be so scared to touch his songs. <laughs> right? No, because they're, yeah. No, he was such a big influence on me uh, for sure with, with singing and um, you know, harmony, harmony is a big thing, uh, mm. that, that I really always loved about his music, even his solo stuff. Um, so yeah, those are always really fun to cover. I mean, as far as what I don't enjoy covering, it's usually just the ones that, that people just like have kind of worn out, which yeah. it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just after you play it, 
you know, 150 times in a year, you're like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, you no get kind of tired whiskey of it. or wagon wheel or <laughs> right. Those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and I, I enjoy, like I do, a, I've done a cover of, um, if I were blind by Etta James, which is basically the same mm-hmm. song as Tennessee, Tennessee whiskey. whiskey. So I'll, I'll sometimes slide it in just a little bit, just to see if people are paying attention, but yeah, I mean, you get the idea, just songs like that. <laughs> is there a song that you do that people wouldn't expect you to do? Uh, yeah, I've covered Rage Against the Machine a couple times. Um, that one kind of seems funny. I think people enjoy that just because, you know, like Killing in the Name, I've covered that a few times with a band. Um, and we do the end just like the album and people are like, oh, no. <laughs> so, so that one's probably one of them, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly... What you like slow it down, make it like country almost killing in the name of down, 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 down. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, we rock it up. If anything, it may be slightly more, uh, slightly maybe even a little bit heavier. Um, because I really enjoy uh rock music uh, a lot, and that you know, I enjoy the energy of being able to jump around and have a good time. So if anything, we probably did it a little bit more that way um, than the original, but uh, I'm trying to think if there are any others that are kind of, you wouldn't expect. That's the only one that I can think of that's coming to head right now. But I mean, I've covered all kinds of stuff at Christmas shows. I've covered a Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Um, I, yeah, I'm not really afraid to, to cover much as long as we can do it well. Uh, that's kind of the only thing. There are some songs where I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't know if that one really was great, <laughs> you know. Um, so we have cut some songs just because maybe they, maybe they were a little bit too low, and if you took them up in key, it didn't quite sound right anymore, stuff like that. But I'm not really afraid to cover much. Now I heard Dolly Parton do a version of "Stairway to Heaven" that was really good. Dolly Parton is like one of my favorite artists ever. So I'm not surprised about that. I haven't heard it, but I'm not surprised. It's very, <laughs> it's very bluegrassy. She, she took it to the whole bluegrass side and it was amazing that she did that. And I, I can, I that's applaud awesome. Anybody that can take music and, and change it and make the known or even cover it to that. Cause you're talking about Led Zeppelin now in, in journey. Now you're talking about legends in the music business. Right. People know who it is. You hit that stairway to heaven lick, and they're like, "Whoa, I know what that is." <laughs> I always do it to get right. people's attention. I'll start the lick just to see, to make it like, "Wait a minute, what are you doing?" <laughs> right. Everybody's the, like, "No." <laughs> right. The Wayne's world denied. Right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> That's such a funny movie. <laughs> My daughter's favorite movie. I got her watching that. Is she, it really? She loves Queen because of that movie. You're going to see my cat well, yeah. and dogs and everything jumping here now. <laughs> she, yeah, she loves that movie. She can quote it word for word. Yeah, I put just... mine. That's awesome. How cool. <laughs> so the, the songs that are you, you're doing now, um, do you want to talk about that album? Mm-hmm. What can you uh, say about it? Yeah. So it's definitely, I think as far as my songwriting, it's definitely the best that I've, that I've written. 
Um, and I also pushed myself genre wise, like um, some of them are kind of more funky than anything I've ever done before. Um, but I'm also not really afraid to kind of like, I would definitely say Hey Dreamer kind of falls into a rock category in general, but I'm also not afraid to kind of bend those lines and uh, kind of cross into other genres. Um, like there's a song on the album that's definitely just folk. I mean, it's an acoustic guitar with three-part harmony. Um, and then there's songs that are super layered and pretty heavy. Um, and then there are kind of some funky songs. Um, and one song that's reminds me a lot of kind of the cure. So I, I'm not afraid to kind of like not, I hate listening to an album where every song sounds the same. <laughs> so, so I tried to make sure that this wasn't that, um, at least for me, um, other people may think that every song sounds the same for sure, but, you know, I tried to, you know, and as far as my songwriting lyrically, I think I definitely, um, because a lot of the times when I would write before, I would just try to find words that kind of fit the melody I had in my head. So I was thinking like syllables, like, you know, satellite, I need a three, I need a three syllable word here. What's a good one, you know, kind of thing. Whereas now, like I've definitely gotten better at telling an actual story with the lyrics, um, which I'm really proud of, because this is, I think, the best that I've gotten at that uh, for sure. And then obviously uh, with Will, Turpin's production knowledge. I mean, the stuff he's done with Collective Soul, you know, he's great at string arrangements and uh, he's been the MD, the music director for Collective Soul for pretty much forever. So he's great at, you know, knowing when to do things, but more importantly, when not to do things, which I, I kind of needed because I was always kind of especially with arrangement, I was kind of always like balls to the walls. Like <laughs> how much can we put into this thing, you know? Um, and he's really helped with that a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited for people to hear it. We just released our first single from it uh, on November 12th. Um, and it's kind of a funkier kind of song called Untamed. And uh, we've got another single coming up that's called Broken. That's... Um, actually pretty different uh, from Untamed. It's a lot more um, kind of soul rock. So I, uh, yeah, I've kind of, I've expanded my genres for sure with this album. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> well, let's listen to it. It's on, it's on Spotify, right? Yep. Uh, it's, it's under, it's under Hey Dreamer. Yep. And... Yeah. And this, the new song's called Untamed. Tell the story behind right, it first, because I'm a songwriter too, so I love stories. So tell me the story of the song before we play it. Yeah, so it's actually, I kind of based it on a book that I had read uh, by the same name um, that's by an author named Glennon Doyle. And basically the book kind of had this premise of, uh, especially for women, but just kind of people in general, a lot of times, especially in the South, are kind of raised to be a certain way they're they're tamed you could say mm -hmm. um and then basically the act of growing older is just learning uh to be yourself and untaming yourself from what you've been told in a way um and i don't mean necessarily like manners or anything like that but just you know who you are within yourself um with regards to it could be anything religion politics whatever 
just, you know, untaming what you've been taught and, and finding your true self in it. That's, that's what it's about. Uh-huh. Well, let's listen to it. Untamed. All right. Good girls, let's all run wild and free. I like what a strange come in and the breakdown. All of a sudden, I love solos anyway. You put in the, I could have a song of like three or four solos. I'm, I know the radio man, I want to hear it, but I like it. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, being a guitar player, I had to put that in there. <laughs> 
Now, do you have for sure when you're playing live? Do you have somebody that's a strange, or is that just for the radio for the uh, album? Um, we do have a keys player. Um, so he kind of adds a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, but, um, you know, for for the, as far as the complexity of that arrangement, it's it's probably not that complex when we play it live. Um, you know, cause we don't play to tracks when we, when we've done stuff live so far. So he's actually having to, you know, you can only go so fast. I can't, I can't imagine trying to play to a track live. I know some people do it. I couldn't do that because if, if you speed up or slow down, the track doesn't. Right. I've done it with other people before. Um, honestly, the key to it not completely falling apart is having a really solid drummer. So, you know, as long as he's locked in, it can, it, even if some other people kind of get off, it still kind of just feels Right. But as soon as the drums get off, it starts going <laughs> yes. downhill really fast. <laughs> yes. I'm not allowed on the drums in my band because I want to play yeah. melody. <laughs> and that's not how I do. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. I'm definitely not a drummer either. So it's hard. The same page there. It, it is so hard to drum. I mean, it, they, they do a lot of, uh, like you said, if, if the drums go in a song, the song's gone. You can just, it, it just falls apart. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, the drummer definitely needs to be solid. Um, but it's also really hard because if, if you're playing with a band where the arrangement gets really hard and, you know, say the bass is syncopated to the drums, the drummer has to multitask like a madman, not mm-hmm. only with his limbs and his feet, but just, just even with this responsibility i'm glad i don't have it <laughs> you're breaking I'm glad up i just me. get to be the sprinkles on top <laughs> you're breaking up on my melody let me i'm gonna try something here because i don't know if it's your internet or my internet all right I'm likely it's mine because like i said i'm out in the woods and i get if i get 10 i'm lucky i just switched over so let's see what it does i had to we had to go get um <laughs> we had to get the um what you call it the uh our phone into hot spots so that right. we could have faster internet <laughs> That's crazy that your data is better than your Wi-Fi. Mine's quite the opposite. (laughs) I mean, my speed on my phone is like 200, 300, whatever the thing. Like I get here, I get 10. I'm waiting for Starlink to come to this area so that I can have it. Right. That's satellite, right? Isn't Mm -hmm. that what Starlink is? Yeah. yeah. I know. I know several people who have that. How do they like it? (laughs) Um. Uh, several of my friends, it's the only really option that they, they have. So they love it, <laughs> but, um, I don't think it's still like quite as fast as if, you know, had a high speed internet in midtown or something, but, um, I think it, it's definitely better than whatever the Wi-Fi was before they got it. <laughs> yeah. So, it's definitely faster than what I have. I can guarantee it. Right. And I've got twins. Uh, they're 12 boy and girl. So they're always on the computer or they're streaming. And, and like I said, as soon as that happens and, and I try to do something like this, it just, it kills it. And that's why one of the reasons right. I, only, I do the audio only is because my, I, the speed, there's no sense. It would take me three days to load the video of us doing this. It would really take that long to do it. If I don't put it on my phone. Right. Yeah. That makes sense for sure. I got, I wish I could show you, but I got a cat laying right here. Every time I get in this computer, he lays right in front of me. <laughs> He's like, pay attention. Oh, 
so your when is your album coming out? When are you planning on it? It is coming out January 14th. Okay. 2022. Yeah, now, so soon. <laughs> that's good. We were talking you were talking earlier about the the pandemic and it kind of how it messed you up with recording which you did a lot of other people. Now, you were saying that right. you, you you got to write a lot. How many songs did you actually get to write while you were stuck writing? Um a lot. So I probably ended up writing probably like full songs, like 20 something. Um, and they, they weren't all great. Um, but you know, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll start with like an idea or I'll hum like a melody into my phone or something like that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes later when I go back and listen to it, it sucks. (laughs) And if it's, if it doesn't suck, then I'll work on it. Um, but it's pretty rare that I'll actually get to the final stage of having the entire thing fleshed out. Um, I probably should, I I definitely want to work on that, but that's just kind of how I am. So I probably finished like 20 something. Um, and then, like I was saying earlier, 10 full songs are making it on the album. And then we're probably going to do some like Paul McCartney ish interludes in between some stuff. Cause like I was saying, it's huge jumps and dynamics. So we, we kind of have to have some transitions (laughs) in there. It's going to sound kind of weird. So yeah. You do like, do you like medleys? Do you ever do medleys? All the time live. I've never recorded one, but I do them all the time live. What's some weird medleys that you put together? Weird. Um, Cause my band did one. We tried, we mixed stand by me and basket case and it fit. I don't know how it fit, but we made it fit. What? Really? Mm-hmm. Like the, do you have the time? The time that, the basket. <laughs> That's great. Um, I don't know that I've done one that's that out there. Like a lot of times what I'll do is um, like anything that's kind of old school rock and roll or blues, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Like every song's like the same progression, one, four, five. So I'll kind of throw, you know, every single one that I can think of that's that tempo in there. Um, One that I do trying to remember, because I have done a couple. Um... Oh, I do remember, um, what was the song that I put with it? I put, um, Joni Mitchell's big yellow taxi into, I think I started with big yellow taxi and I went into a whole lot of love by Zeppelin. Nice. <laughs> Cause it, you know, they're both in E and they both kind of have the, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Pay paradise, put up a parking lot. And then while I was jamming on E, you know, it's got that pop, 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 boop, pop, pop, pop. It kind of like in this one period led into the dun, 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 kind of thing, <laughs> which it, it kind of worked. <laughs> I don't know that it was like the best medley ever, but that's probably the most obscure one I've tried to put together. Um, just because they're so stylistically different. There's a buddy of mine that plays around here. His name is Trey Odom. Uh, he does one with mm-hmm. Collective Soul Shine in there. You got to you got to tell Will to check him out. He'll he'll probably appreciate it because he adds it in there. Heck yeah, Cause that's he awesome. Because Shine, I grew up on the '90s stuff, so I know that was like one of my favorite bands. That and Candlebox. I'm sure he doesn't want to hear that, but I liked Candlebox. <laughs> I do love Candlebox. Yes. My my wife was yeah, a big they were great. Pearl Jam fan. I wasn't much as Pearl Jam. I liked uh Nirvana and I'd listen to Creed and I'd listen to uh Alice in Chains. 
Yeah. I, I love the big three. Uh, well, I guess the big four. I can do Soundgarden, Nirvana, mm. Alice in Chains, and Pearl Jam. They're all kind of in that same early 90s grunge category for me, but they're all so different. Mm-hmm. And I love that about them. Like, even though it was kind of the same period, same style, like, you know, immediately which band it is as soon oh, as yeah. it's the first, you know, two seconds of the song. You're like, oh, yeah. I can beat Shazam <laughs> with that song anytime. Anytime Black Ole right. comes on. <laughs> Right. For sure. I did not realize how good of a singer Chris Cornell was until I heard him do the nothing compares to you when it was just his stripped down. Yeah. Man, it's it's so good. Yeah. I loved him in every band he was in. Mm -hmm. Um, He was always so like Temple of the Dog. Like what a great, what a great band. Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog. I mean, that's just, come on. Cat attacked my Such hand. a great song. I had to slap him. He's oh no! My, he's laying in front of me and slapped my hand. <laughs> Crazy cat. But no, yeah. I love '90s grunge. I love uh, I love the cranberries. I know that's not really grunge, but um, I mean '90s music in general. It was a really good time to be in music for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how long have you been actually playing music yourself? You said you've been playing for a while. Yeah. I mean, out and about, like I was saying, I started when I was 12. Um, but I started playing guitar when I was nine. Um, and I grew up in a pretty musical family. So music was always around. Um, but as far as, um, you know, really taking an instrument seriously, I I did take guitar pretty seriously, even though I was pretty little, I, uh, I really worked hard and it was fun. I, d- I didn't really consider practice like a chore, like a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. It was just, I just loved it. And I did it all the time. And, you know, that's really the secret. That's how you get good at it. So, you know, it just kind of worked out. Did you start like on acoustic <laughs> or electric? I started on electric. I heard that uh, makes it easier to play if you do electric. I think in some ways, yeah, for sure. Cause it's not, uh, the strings aren't as big and, um, the body is not as big. Um, but it depends on, you know, it depends on what you're trying to play. Um, and kind of what kind of music you really like too. Um, cause I always wanted to like solo and be that person. So it made total sense for me. Um, but I know a lot of people have no interest in that, so it may not make any sense for them, yep. but yeah, I would say it's definitely in a lot of ways it is easier. I would agree with you for sure. <laughs> well, let's listen to another one of your songs. Which which one do you want to want to play or have us play for you? That's a good question. Oh, that first album had some goodies. Um, Breaking Ground is is pretty musically odd. Satellites pretty funky. And uh, The Road Not Taken is kind of uh, just a great song. I would say that those are probably my top three from that album. So you pick one. Those are, those are my top three. Well, I'm going to go with Satellite because when you said that, all of a sudden I thought of Dave Matthews. I know everybody does when you say Satellite. So Yeah, let's <laughs> and, try it. And we got talked about 90s. So let's, I'm, I'm sure this isn't Dave Matthews, but let's listen to it. It's not. Definitely not. I wish it was. <laughs> So, so tell the story then. What's, what is Satellite when you wrote it? What was it about? Uh, it honestly started with the music. Um, and we had this really cool, like, funky rhythm. 
Um, and then basically it's about <laughs> the drummer that I was playing with at that time was kind of in a situation where everybody really liked like the, the limelight in the way that when people like kind of get obsessed with you and they want to follow you everywhere. And so that's kind of what it's about. Like uh, a, a satellite is a person that is just constantly orbiting you in your space. So that, that's the basic idea. <laughs> All right. I will now want to hear this even more. All right. Let's hear it. Satellite. <laughs>
side. <laughs> All my buttons, I got to turn and stuff. Yeah, not very lyrically complex, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I like the groove and I like it. What a fun the, one. It is. I like the groove of it and the, and the bridge. I like how you do the how your bridge and cause bridge and rock songs are always Thanks. bridges are hard in any song anyway, I think, but and, and rock songs, I think are, are really cool if you do it the right way. And I think you did. I like the way the, the breakdown and getting to your melodies and your harmonies and it's really good. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> harmonies are like drums for me. I just can't figure them out. Really? Oh, I love harmonies. Oh, I love them. I just oh. can't figure them out how to do them. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, they're definitely, uh, they're definitely one of my, uh, one of my things I, I like to do a lot for sure. Now, does anybody else in your band write and, and stuff, or are you just mainly the main writer? Um, so I've kind of put, had to reorganize the band. Uh, the, the other main guy in the Hey Dreamer at first, his name was Jasper during COVID. He actually moved to Philadelphia. Um, so I had to kind of, regroup a little bit but the band that i've put together now pretty much everybody is a really good writer um but i just kind of put them together definitely this album that's coming out now is is mostly me uh on everything um but i'm definitely planning for this next album to make it a collaborative effort now that i've got some guys that really you know are so strong in songwriting and production and want to want to be a part of it so I'm interested to see how it's going to be different. I think it's going to just be a lot better. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it'll just keep getting better and better. And I tell that anybody that, that listened to it, it's co-writing is always the best way to do it. I mean, because it's right. You have so much view in your life that you know, that you see. So now instead of guessing, well, what is it? What would this person do in this situation or what would happen in that moment? You have somebody that maybe went through it and they can kind of help you direct it there. Totally. So I, I yeah. love, I love that. And I tell people here that, cause I, cause I do mainly rock country, Southern stuff, but it's songwriting is songwriting. I know with rock, you can be a little bit more poetic with it because it's more of riffs and, and telling right. a story with the music, which I think is really cool. But I still think you need that connection and you want somebody like the greatest songs we're talking about before stay with a heaven, you play a lick. I mean, as a songwriter, that's what you want. You play a song before you even get to the, the words, they know what song you're playing. Totally. Yeah. That, I think that's one thing I love about rock music. Um, for sure. It, it can be a lot deeper uh, musically and lyrically. I've always liked that. See, I, I play, I play a drinking game here or I used to play a drinking game here because I, I stopped drinking, but I did play a drinking game. And what we would do is I would read lyrics the songs mm -hmm. and see if you could get to the song could you figure out what song i was saying before I, I hit the hook i wouldn't i wouldn't do the hook till you didn't get it but like i would read these yeah. lyrics and it's like oh i know that song i know that song no oh, what is it and but if without hearing the hook it's hard to hear i'll do that with you i'll <laughs> play that game you want to play that game yeah i want to play that game absolutely i don't have anything to drink Let's but do it. At home. make yourself a drink um <laughs> so tell everybody uh, where they can find you at before I pull this up in the game. We'll get another song of yours too, but while I'm looking for a song to, to stump you with. Yeah. Um, so our website's heydreamerband.com. Um, H-E-Y-D-R-E-A-M-E-R-B-A-N-D.com. And uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook. 
Uh, our website also has a mailing list that is probably the best way for us to get in touch with you uh, for any upcoming news or merch sales or anything like that. Um, so yeah, any way that you want to connect with us, we would love to, uh, we would love to connect with you for sure. All right. I've got a song. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's try it. Hey, oh, sheets of empty canvas, untouched sheets of clay were laid spread out before me. It's Pearl Jam. Uh, it's Pearl Jam. Uh, her legs spread out before me. It's a uh, black. Very good. That was it's good. It's black. You know, Thanks. you know your rock. We're talking <laughs> about Pearl Jam, so I was thinking of it. Okay, I'm gonna go with right. <laughs> let me see if I can figure out because rock is kind of your lane, right? You love rock. Do you listen to other kinds? It of is, too? yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not as good at um as at others, but we could try it. I'll do my best. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go. All right, here we go. Let's let's try this one. You may you make it. This is a rock. This is one of my favorite rock bands. Okay. Rumors spreading around in that Texas town. That's uh, Lagrange. Yes, I, I was like, I'd read it. Very good. I can't stump you. You're good. You'd kill me in a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love ZZ Top. Right? Who doesn't? Oh. R.I.P. Dusty Hill. Yes. <laughs> I, I grew up listening to the Eagles. ZZ Top, Bad Company, Skinner, Zeppelin. I loved that. My, my dad's favorite band was Pink Floyd. I, I wasn't a big Pink Floyd fan. There's a couple songs I liked, but they were just like yeah. way out there. They're out there for sure. I, I love Pink Floyd, but I totally understand why, why you <laughs> wouldn't. It's it, Yeah, it gets pretty left field for sure. <laughs> so let's do one more song of yours. Um, do you have okay. a song that you want to play? Do you have any idea? Yeah, because we were talking about kind of more complex. Um, Let's do. Let's do the road not taken, because it's probably the deepest that we've released as far as lyrics and and the song itself goes. So tell everybody the story behind the song again, because I'm a songwriter, so I love the story. So what is the story behind it? Yeah. So the road not taken is basically, you know, I'm sure. Uh, like, I don't know what you've done for a living uh, up until now, but you know, when you tell people you're a musician, they usually say like, oh, that's great. But like, what's your backup plan? (laughs) So the road not taken is kind of, kind of like, if I don't at least try to do it, then I'm going to always be haunted by the road not taken. Yeah. That's basically the premise of it. And it tells the story of, of two people. The first one, first verse is about a woman, um, a woman's perspective of it and her story. And the second verse is a man's perspective and his, his story of it. But I, uh, I am proud of the lyrics on that one. I, I, I love stories like that. And I wrote one for another songwriter called let me dream that very story, you know, because people will tell you musician, I've done a lot of stuff. I've been a collector. I've been all my own pest control company. I've done nice every, everything, but music seems like, but I still love playing music. I still do this. I would, I would do this forever if I could. And I probably, I probably will. My right. wife probably have to drag me away. Say, Hey, you're, you're old enough. Let's retire. Let's go play somewhere. But I, I love those kind of stories. And I have to let you listen to that one later. I'll, I'll put it in at the end, let you hear it. Not only recording, we won't do it, but I'll, I'll let you hear it. But let's, I like you. It's here in the road, not taken. I'm going to shut my mouth now and we're going to listen. <laughs> 
like that. Thank I like you. It. I like how rock songs can always last four or five minutes. And it, it sounds like sometimes when you do like a long song, it feels long. I always judge right. a song by how good it is. If it's a long song and it doesn't feel long and you, that didn't feel long at all. Oh, thank you so much. I, I like that. I like, cause I'm <laughs> looking at compliment. it and it gets into the big song. It's like 45 seconds. And it's like, Hey, that's a rock song. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I want to thank you for coming on the show. I'm, I know we had it set up here for, for that, but I mean, two and a half hours, I, I really don't blame you. Holiday traffic. I get it. No, I appreciate you being flexible. Thank you so much for having me. Not a, really not a meant the world. It's um, Rebecca um, recommended you, and I, I met her with uh, she came with a band. She just did her uh, EP release. That's we released it, and like I said, this one I'm gonna edit it and I'll have it out in um, a couple weeks next week if I can get it edited down fast awesome. enough. Awesome. And then um, I'll send it out everywhere for you that I can, I can get it played. And perfect I, I like again i love rock music so i like thank you for coming on and, and sharing your stuff now i do have a question to um being this local i love i love promoting local people who are some of your mm-hmm. favorite local artists that you know around Ooh, or even um, independent you can be independent too if you, if you have more of that yeah no i have i have local for sure um there's a band called the corduroy blue um who are a couple of young brothers uh, and their music reminds me a little bit of like Oasis in the Beatles kind of stuff, like with their songwriting. And I just love that. I just think it's so cool, but definitely they're one of my favorites. Um, Truett is a blues artist um, that actually the bass player for Hey Dreamer currently, uh, he also plays with Truett and he's great. If you love blues music, Mm -hmm. Um, he really, really is. Um, obviously I love, uh, there's another guy, his name's Hunter Callahan. Um, he plays a lot at like Eddie's attic and that kind of stuff. Um, he's really, really great. Um, man, I have several, um, and you always forget them. There's so many, I know. (laughs) Right. There's so many, but those are, those are the ones that came to my mind first. Um, so yeah, those guys are all so good. Um, I love them. Oh wait, Blood on the Harp. If you like bluegrass, it's kind of like it's kind of like spooky bluegrass. It's almost like swampy bluegrass, oh, wow. but they are so good. They have a banjo player, a violin player, uh, piano, guitar, stand-up bass. I mean, they're they are killing the bluegrass game. So Blood on the Harp are are definitely one of the, my favorite local bands for sure. And uh, I always tell all, all the guests, send somebody my way. You know, I'd I love to. I haven't had a bluegrass band on. Okay, I'll let them know for sure. And now I do, like I said, I record. There's a couple ways I do it. Normally I can record um, here where mm-hmm. I do like, um, depending on time, like you have been here in the studio and I say studio and I'm going to use quotations because it's not done. So it's still my garage. I've got insulation and stuff, <laughs> but yeah. it's still going to be a studio or I do it outside in the gazebo, which is where I've, I started with a podcast and I've done multiple bands out there. I've done Mount Royal. I've done uh, toxic Foxtrot. Um, I've done, um, I know there's more again, I'm forgetting the names of the people, but we can do it that way. I've got enough setup that we can play a whole band or we can do it like me and you, where it's just an individual talking. 
I don't mind. That's either awesome. Because uh, I mean, yeah, I know, I'll let them know. I know that sometimes artists are, are funny about reaching out to people. So I tell everybody, I'll reach out to you if I hear about you, but I get so busy that I get, I'll get sidetracked. So don't, right. don't wait on me to, to reach out because I'm also old and I will forget. No, I don't mind doing that at all. All of the people I told you are my friends, so I can definitely hit you up with them. Yep. For I sure. appreciate I appreciate that. Now, awesome. tell everybody where they can find you. Do you have any gigs coming out or, I mean, what anything you want to promote, go right ahead. Yeah. I mean, we do have some gigs coming up next year uh, for our CD release weekend. We're playing at Southern Roots in McDonough. Uh, I believe that's on the 14th of January. And then on the 15th of January, we're at the Alamo in Noonan. Um, and then kind of in February, March, we're working on some more like Atlanta, North Atlanta dates. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely post everything on our website. Uh, like I was saying earlier, it's heydreamerband.com. And um, if you want to join our mailing list, that is like I was saying, the best way to get in touch with everybody because Facebook and Instagram can kind of be hit or miss as far mm -hmm. as who sees everything. Um, so yeah, I encourage you to do that. Uh, we would love to, to hear from everybody. So you, you mentioned social media and that's always a question I ask because I know it's one of those things where it's, it's necessary. It's like a necessary mm -hmm. evil that's out there. Have you, yeah. have you found one that works the best for you? Um, I definitely have the biggest following on Facebook. Um, to be honest, I don't really love any of the social media platforms because I'm bad at it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm a very like in the moment person. I I'm not very good at like taking pictures or videos or anything like that. Like if I'm there, like, you know, if I'm in a studio or something, I'm doing that. I'm not worried about posting, you know, on social media. Right. So, you know, uh, but as far as, um, you know, it kind of depends on what audience you want to reach. Uh, Instagram's definitely kind of a younger audience. Uh, that's what my son says kind of an older but really it's true I mean it is true if you look at kind of the insights and the analytics it's definitely true um but you know I grew up playing in bars and stuff so you know my audience does tend to be a little bit older um to this point so Facebook is honestly probably the best that I've found for me but everybody's different you know, yeah. I, I know some guys who are posting videos on TikTok and getting millions of views. So, you know, it just kind of depends on what you're what you're doing and who you're trying to reach for sure. See, you kind of grew up. I grew up in the bars, but when I was in the bars, it wasn't music, it was pool hall. I was in a pool hall at 15 years old, shoot pool. You can't nice. even get you can't even get in there anymore. I mean, like with a band, it's different. Like I know a lot of young right. younger people can play and I'm sure they have a hard time getting in. But I grew up playing pool 15 years old in the pool hall beating these older guys he got mad when he got beat by a 15 year old kid and they're shooting pool right yeah no i i definitely get that yeah the, most bars won't let anybody under 21 in anymore <laughs> they've gotten a lot stricter with that for sure now i'm gonna um i ask every guest this question so i'm gonna ask you now we, we've talked for about over an hour uh, i've known a lot mm -hmm. about you but now you gotta tell us a hidden talent Ooh, hidden talent. <sighs> I don't know. Um, hidden talent. 
I mean, I really enjoy like cooking and stuff, but I guess that's not really a hidden talent. Well, a lot of people don't know about um, it. It is. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'll say that. I really enjoy <laughs> cooking. What is I'm your not favorite? Good. Cook? What's your favorite meal to cook then? Ooh, I like a good seafood boil. I'm really good at cooking that. Like a crab boil, like a low country boil. Oh, wow. Do you do like, yeah. um, like the crawdaddies and, the, and the, what do they call that? The, uh, the jambalaya. Can you do that? Yeah, I can. Yeah. I, I mostly do um, just like crab just cause like crawdads kind of freak me out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like they're kind of like, I don't know why I like them when other people make them but they're kind of they're just freaky <laughs> so i usually don't put that in there but um yeah it's usually just you know crab uh shrimp red potatoes corn that kind of stuff i had real jambalaya in new orleans one time from a friend of my wife's because she's military so he, he was making jambalaya cooking it all day you walk in his house and it just it hits you right it's really good too i love that heck yeah cajun food's where it's at yes <laughs> Well, I want to thank you again, Melody, for coming on the show. Thank you um, so much for having me. And I will release it in a couple, like I said, a couple weeks. I'll try to get it next week for you if I can. Um, if not, then I will definitely the week after. But I know with the holidays, I've got with the countdown. Speaking of which, uh, I do the weekly top 10 countdown. If you ever want to put a song in, be, I'd be more than happy to put it in. And awesome. the, way it, the way it works is it's pretty simple is once it's, it's live, I play it. It's on five online radio stations play it now. So it's like, uh, was like 54 countries it goes around. And then wow. it's just, it's voter based. So it's basically the fans vote for you to share it. I know musicians get busy. And so it's not really about if you continue on, but it's more about right. promoting yourself and then just getting the, the exposure. So if you want, let me know. I'll put a song in for you. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Not a problem. I appreciate well, that. Perfect. You're so good. Well, thank you so much. My, my pleasure. And then thank you for coming on the show. Awesome. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Everybody, that's Melody Kaiser, and this is the Georgia Songbirds.